With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman coming to you from deep inside the castle. You are not alone. You are not alone. Grundgriff, you are not alone. Grundgriff, you are not alone. We are in this together. Ground crew, we are not alone and we are not in this alone. And what we are in, we will do together. Unless you plan on living sooner than later. Today is September the 8th, 2015, and I'm glad you're here joining me, and that might be through, mostly, of course, through some of the downloads, listening to a podcast, wherever you might be, and those that are live, welcome. I have no idea how many are live. Some just click on the player. I don't know who those might be, but welcome. Some come to the chat, one or two occasionally here and there in the talk talk shoe chat, (laughs) say that three times. And welcome. And then, of course, there's the Ground Crew chat room at unseen.is. Sign up. Get a free account there. Go to the Waterman Files. In the right-hand column is a column of uh, privacy tools. One of them is unseen. And click on it. Set up your free account. You'll have uh, access to unseen chat, unseen um, messages, and so forth. And you can even get more if you become a, a life member. There's other extra goodies you can get. But it's free at certain levels. Certainly, you can join the ground crew chat room at unseen if you sign up. Just come and contact me at groundcrew at unseen. Or contact Ground Crew, and I'll add you to the list and put you in uh, the Ground Crew chat room group so you all can talk. It's more than just a chat room during the show. 
it's a place where a lot of people drop information and come and go. Some have left and seem to think that Skype's the way to go, and they don't ever show back. And uh, I keep telling them, hey, everything Skype has, this has, only it's better because it's encrypted. <laughs> oh, but, but. And, uh, of course, most of the time, you have to be the one that moves to make everybody. Don't wait till the leader moves. Just move. Peer pressure is a horrible thing on you folks. Get Get busy and do it. <laughs> the U.S., um, is a mess. Tonight, though, we will be covering the U.S. and its mess. We will be covering the Asymmetric Linguistic Trend Analysis Intelligence Report for September 2015, and we will be talking about those things that the WebBot had predicted and that are underway now, and I will start with um, some news, some of which is part of the Predictions, some are not. This one doesn't happen to be that I know of, but Bolivia has reduced its cocoa production. Now, why? Because that's what they make coke out of, folks, and they are tired of the drug business. And so, guess what? The coca production reduced significantly after Bolivia kicked out the DEA. Yes, the United States Drug Enforcement Administration has been kicked out of Bolivia and coca productions dropped staggering <laughs> amounts. <laughs> anyway, it's not something uh, <clears throat> current. They've been kicked out of Bolivia uh, for a long time, but they continued to kick them out. And so drug production has dropped. See, what do we presume by that? Well, there's a lot. I don't think we even need to say why. It's there. In the meantime, lots of uh, writers, uh, one particular one at the American Free Press wrote by uh, article written by Richard Walker is worth mentioning, says Russia, war with Russia looks likely. And we need to go over this. And he says over the past few weeks, the Pentagon has been quietly moving soldiers, heavy equipment and weaponry into several countries that line the western and southern border of Russia. In response, President Putin, of course, has ordered his military to initiate traveling man, uh, training maneuvers in these areas to keep a close eye on the United States and NATO. On the ground, <clears throat> excuse me, in Europe, are also signs that are both that both sides are preparing for war. Armed conflict could begin, he says, in response to any little unintended collision between these groups. The border areas that have the most pro-hawkish people is Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia, which are on collision courses, it says, with Russia. Hey, these used to be satellites of Russia. What are they wanting? What are they so worried about? I'll tell you what they're worried about in a minute. It says there is no, there's now stark evidence 
that there have been at least 40 close encounters of the very dangerous kind between the two sides since Crimea was voted to join, had voted to join Russia in March of 2014. Folks, we're turning, we're turning the, um, we're a year and a half past that, and these people are happy there. They just want to be left alone. Okay, so just get over it. <laughs> what do we care? What they want? They're all happy. Like 98% of them are happy there. Can't get 100%, realistically, you know that. On May 14th, the U.S. surveillance plane was chased out of Russia by Russian jet fighters into Swedish airspace. Oh, gosh, those bad Russians are always the aggressor. Mm -hmm. A month later, Russian strategic bombers held drills in the Labrador Sea close to Canada for practicing in practice, for the day that they might have to fire nuclear cruise missiles at American targets. Well, why? Because America keeps pressing, pressing, pressing the borders. And uh, we're going to talk some more about why. It says the Pentagon's decision to place extra troops, heavy artillery, 250 Abram battle tanks, in the Baltic, Baltic states of Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia, as well as Bulgaria, Poland, and Hungary, or Romania, has drawn condemnation from Moscow. Why not? It's, I mean, it's like parking them right at uh, the Russian. You know, uh, our internet in the United States and all these little uh, bloggers that like to scream bloody murder like an old news pipeline. <laughs> and there's one there, this lady. She has like three different names. Post things, puts them up. I know she's got to be paid. Of course, she's Jewish, okay? She doesn't pur purport to be, but she's Jewish. But the Russia, uh, why, why, when they come, when they say, oh, there's Russians at the Canadian border, Russia's in Mexico getting ready to come in, it's all false. None of it's true. But what if there was Russian troops there? For sure. Man, it'd be a buzz, wouldn't it? Oh, we're going to be invaded. What do you think Russia is feeling like? Oh, Normal people would understand that Russia is concerned. So they've responded by moving more military assets and troops to the borders of the Baltic states because they're being pressed. The U.S. has also increased its surveillance capabilities in Europe, especially the numbers of drones in NATO's arsenal. And in addition, it has upped the number of high-altitude spy plane flights over Russia, and it has expanded satellite coverage of Russia and particularly its Russian borders. One of the intriguing features of the march to war is that NATO states are now the most hawkish in demanding increased NATO assets, with Poland playing its most prominent role as NATO's military most aggressive, most hawkish nation. Now, uh, Poland. Folks, let's what is Poland? It's Jewish, mainly Jewish. It's wealthy. Why? Because of criminal central bank activity. That's right. It could be a cousin to Israel if you wanted to say it that way. Yes, there are Catholics in Poland, but not in any kind of control of the, of the country. And so why are they hating Russia? Golly, why would they hate Russia? It was the Jewish Bolsheviks that took over and caused Russia to be 
Bolshevik and communists, why wouldn't they just love that if that's who they think they are? Well, it's because they know Russia is not communist. They know they've turned to a Christian-based nation now into a Christian-based nation, and they're willing to protect their national identity and culture and the agenda for the Kabbalists and the <clears throat> excuse me, the Kabbalists of the world, which are all Jewish, of course, the Talmudic followers of Satan have is to destroy any vestige of Christianity. And so they instinctually, if not at the very least instinctually, hate Russia. But they are being pressed because that is their nature. That's what they have planned. Before an assessment of why this shift within NATO is happening and what its consequences are likely to be, the American Free Press has turned to a former British advisor to NATO who has some uh, spoken on this. And by the way, he's speaking anonymously because he could not speak in the open about this whole friction in the region. And here's what he says. There has been a discernible shift within NATO, and time will tell if it's for the better. Poland and the Baltic states are more bullish about Russia than the traditional NATO players like Germany, Britain, and France. Actually, he says, Poland has long hoped for a military alliance and, of course, conflict. This, of course, is in danger this is in, let me say, there is, of course, a danger in all of this, and the question of how much NATO should respond to their demands, there being Poland's, is still up in the air. Should war come between the U.S. and Russia, it's likely that each power would launch nuclear-armed intercontinental ballistic missiles across the Arctic aimed toward the major cities in the U.S., <clears throat> Do not forget that during World War II, in Japan, in Europe, which of course included Nagasaki and Hiroshima, but also Dresden, Hamburg, and a whole host of other cities where heedless numbers of civilian casualties occurred. Now, Richard Walker, who wrote all this, is the pen name of a former New York news producer of a major New York publication. All right. So, what's in the works? Well, we can tell by what the elites are planning for. The Economic Collapse blog, in an article written by Michael Snyder yesterday, says, why are the global elite buying extremely remote compounds that come with their own private airstrips in the middle of nowhere on the other side of the planet, and why are they dumping stocks like crazy? It appears that the global elite really have a good idea of what is coming, and they're really already taking substantial steps to prepare for it, like you and I should be. Okay? It says here, in that article, for most of us, buying a luxury bolt hole, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, you know, where you would bolt to. Okay, anyway, uh, buying a luxury bolt hole with a pr 
private airstrip in New Zealand is not possible for most of us, but we should all be getting ready. And we're going to talk about that. Americans have been buying a record number of guns that you've already heard about by the millions since this last gun false flag. Hopefully, he says, you are already prepared for what is about to happen. If not, you should kick your prepping into overdrive these next few months are going to change everything. Get ready while you can. Going more into what's happening that was predicted by the web bot is the drought. Now, some of what I'm getting to read, getting ready to read you is from Mother Jones, and some of this is their own fault, and some of it is not. This article says, here's what I saw in Cal a California town without running water. It's East Porterville in, a, in a, a Tulare County, a region in the middle of California's agricultural-heavy Central Valley. It says here, more than, uh, than 7,000 people in the county lack running water, and the community doesn't have a, a public water system. Instead, the residents rely on private wells. Okay? So what we really have here is migrant workers who moved into this area and had their slum developments without any kind of, guess what, infrastructure. Why? Because they were getting paid substandard pay, maybe even below under the table crap, right, illegally, to work in these areas. It says the community doesn't have a public water system. Why? Because they never built one. It says instead the residents relied on private wells. So now thousands of people in this area don't even have water. Would it have helped even if they had public water? I don't know. It says, in many small towns in the Central Valley, East Porterville is home to the pickers and packers of fruits and veggies and nuts grown nearby and distributed across the country. Yeah, for what? Dog prices, for slave labor rates. Why? Because the slave labor rates of America is better than not eating at all in Mexico. So what happens? We Americans pay the price of losing jobs that should be higher paid, and they say, well, we wouldn't be able to sell it to Americans. Try it. Whenever you can't get any other foods at a price, and you, 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 that's logic is flawed. Through, throughout this town, there are telltale signs of rural poverty where, where dogs run, uh, guard run-down trailers and homes. Folks, I'm going to submit that this is the kind of community where they never were well taken care of in the first place. They weren't paid a lot, and it was America's fault for them to be there. Now they have these free public showers that are being hauled into these areas so they can take showers. They stand outside of these buildings as they put on their makeup in these bathrooms that have these little tissue dispensers uh, next to the mirrors hanging out there next to these shower uh, trailers and public sources. They're still there. Uh, residents line up to pick uh, to pick up emergency boxes of food. Why? You go, well, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. A lot of these people are, are from there. Well, let me read you this. Vicki Yoruba, a 94-year-old, moved to East Porterville in the 1960s. Hmm. Legally? Illegally? She and, it doesn't say, does it? And she and her husband planted a garden of geraniums and rose and roses together. She said, my favorite were geraniums, she remembered. I had all kinds of them. 
Yorba's husband died about 20 years ago, but the plants lived until last year. What's the problem? The problem is this. Migrant workers on substandard pay coming into this country help neither them nor America. Period. End of story. The only ones that it helps are the owners of these crop businesses, these these fruit and vegetable uh, businesses that hire slave labor and underpaid workers. Oh, well, we can't get Americans. Well, no, that's not true. Let's let's look at the record. There is a record 94 million, I said 94 million, 31,000 Americans not in the labor force. In another article, which has been predicted in the WebBot report, we need to talk about this. It says a record 94 million Americans are not in the labor force as of last month. 261,000 more than in July. And the labor force participation rate stated about 62%. What did I say? There are millions of people that are working. That's true. But out of those that could work, 62% of them are all that's working. 62.6% of the labor force is all that's working as of the third straight month ending in August. The number of Americans not in the labor force has continued to rise. In August, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the nation's civilian non-institutional population, meaning not government people, okay, consisting of all people 16 and older who were not in the military or an institution, reached 251 million people. Of those, 157 million, in other words, not quite a hundred million, are not working. But 157 out of 251 million participate in the labor force. But that's a statistic that's defined as labor force that is holding a job or is actively seeking one. So how many out of that are actually still seeking work? 27%. So the 157 million that are looking for work and working still only equaled 62.6% of the population available to work. Now, you know what that means? It means 38% of us are jobless and not even able to find work. Now, what's a perspective? Well, in 1948, the first year data was recorded, 87% of the workforce were men, age 20 and older, 88.7%. Now that's spiraled downward so that in August of 2015, 71.5% of them were men 20 and older. What does that mean? Well, of course, it means that the opposite happened for women. They've increased. Is this good? 
Well, it wasn't good for the women because actually when they got hired, they were complaining about getting lower pay by, oh, as much as 31% most of the time. It averaged about 30% less. Why was that? Because they convinced women through equal rights and all kinds of other propaganda, they should go to work, and that would flood, of course, the labor market for all the industries. pressed uh, the propaganda and pushed for them to go to work, and they tried through brainwashing, of course, effectively, to make sure that all the women had, you know, a job. We have to get women work, too. But when it flooded the market, there was like twice as many people, and of course, they laid off higher pay for lower pay. And then when that went away, that kind of faded off into the woodwork, and that's now settled into about a 50-50 relationship. The next population demographic to take advantage of, to flood the market with cheaper labor, has been immigrants either legal or in illegal. The number of long-term unemployed people Jobless for 27 weeks or more has held at 2.2 million in just August for just 27% of those unemployed. Listen, this is important. I already gave you how much the real unemployment is. It's 38%. Part-time employment counts as being employed. It's incredible. But let's talk about this as far as comparing immigrants to non-immigrants. 98,000 native-born Americans lost their job in August. Native-born Americans that are citizens of the United States, 698,000 of them have lost their jobs. But this was offset by 204,000 foreign-born people in America who got jobs. So those that were born here lost jobs. Those that weren't born here, whether they're legal or illegal, have taken over. Hey, wait a minute. Why don't we talk, take care of the people that are already here and stop the button of immigration so that we can get full employment, and then as we need it, we let them in? But that's not the plan, folks. You know that's not the plan and why you may not know it is the plan. What is the plan? It's to turn America into a multicultural, fractured nationality of Anglo-Saxon, Celtic nation into disaster as fast as possible because that's how the Jews plan on taking over the world. In the meantime, the 2000, and this is all predicted in the web bot. I'm going over things that were predicted. The 2000, there was a prediction about the housing crisis, the 2015 global housing market crash, and property prices plummet worldwide. This is a special report, and let me go through it here. The Chinese, as China supplants Greece as the world's key economic concern. In other words, this China is looked at more than Greece as an, an economy and concern for it. There are emerging markets that look increasingly anemic. There is a global quest for growth 
and that's, it says, evident at the macroeconomic level, but when you analyze the housing prices performance, you get another picture. Of the 56 housing markets that are tracked, out of 56 different ones that track housing, there is a 27% recorded and annual decline in prices, and it's getting worse. So let's kind of break this into some these areas. It says Europe is no longer the weakest performing world region. The title that was held by Europe in the housing crisis for the last 15 consecutive quarters has moved. Contrary to all of that, there's a headline for from this public uh, this publication that talks about how good the economy is. Good the economy is, especially real estate wise. It's called the Global Property Guide. Contrary to that, here are the stats. Here are the figures. They're saying, oh, it's great out there. You'd have a realtor who, hey, you know, if you're a hammer, everything's a nail. If you're a preacher, saving your soul's the, 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 the fix. When you're a realtor, the fix is selling a house. <laughs> Here it says, the global house price boom continues even more strongly. <laughs> what? What? Here's the headline. That's the headline from the global property. Housing prices rose 25 to, in 25 of the 38 world's housing markets. Now, it was published in June of 2015, but it fails to point to the data that was used which was quarter one of 2014 to quarter one of 2015. <laughs> that isn't anything to do with the recent. Here's the recent. Let's fast forward to the present. In Switzerland, the SMB has twice called on the government to impose binding capital requirements on bank loans for mortgages. But it didn't work. Now, just before the government imposed a requirement for homeowners to pay back one-third of their loan within 20 years and outlaw the practice of accepting pension savings as collateral, that failed. In other words, the people said, are you crazy? Property prices inflated as much as 70% in the last five years in cities such as Geneva and Zurich. Wow. London. Property prices in central London are falling faster than any time since the financial collapse. Why is there a difference? Family homes down as much as 10% in just the last eight weeks. Sellers have been forced into huge asking price discount cuts in a bid just to get interest. In Britain overall, the volume of property transactions has completely collapsed, falling 40%. Screeching halt, folks. Half of the nearly half of the sale is gone. In France, housing prices in metropolitan France have fell the ninth consecutive quarter, Italy. How, uh, Italy's home prices will keep dropping until they are 20% lower than their pre-crisis peak. Prices are down 27.7% in the south 
15.5% in the north and central Italy and are still going down. Ireland. Ireland has just recorded one of the biggest property price rises in the world. What's the deal? In the same time, apartment prices are down 62%. Well, Inflation in some areas is making them want to put the houses up for sale. If you recall, in one of the WebBot reports, it says some places will be getting highly inflated prices and some will crash. Here's the deal, folks. If they don't have to worry about getting the money, they're going to raise the price and sit on it because they don't have to worry about it. They'll get that money or they'll try to get it. But inflation is eating up the real value, so they've raised the price. While people that actually need to sell their house, that have to sell, they have to lower it because there's no demand. The price rise has nothing to do in the market now with demand, nothing. Dubai's real estate prices have fallen more than any other place in the world. The volume of transactions basically in Dubai have slumped 69%. With a, an expected oversupply of 40% for most popular property types. Wow. Hong Kong property sales have dropped 29.2% in August alone. China, <laughs> same thing. See, predictions for many other parts of the world in the near future are dire, folks. Uh, let's go over some of them that are more close to home, so to speak, our Anglo-Saxon brothers. Australia, real estate market is in the grips of the biggest housing bubble in the nation's history. Melbourne will be the epicenter of a historic bloodbath this month. Canada, large Wall Street investors who made billions when the U.S. housing market collapsed in 2008 are now betting real estate values in Vancouver and other Canadian cities will crash. See, it should be against the law to place a bet so that you make money when something crashes. That should go to Las Vegas. That should have nothing to do with Wall Street. Nothing. Bet on crap like that. Go take your wagers to Las Vegas. All that is is gambling. Gambling on... You know, well, I have a right to to trade. No, I think uh, making money when people have a collapse is how the mega movers of the world collapse us and still make money. We need to get rid of that. In the USA, the Federal Reserve is continuing its threat to raise rates. And if they do the monthly mortgage rate would climb by 18%. The result would be affordability will collapse, crushing demand, and then sending prices into a spiraling even faster downward. We, other, we have more of this problem, 50% drops in India. Uh, we have Moscow, same kind of stuff. Folks, the housing market that was predicted to collapse and then have this you know, juxtaposed to that, these high prices being demanded in areas that are just extraordinarily abusive. It doesn't make sense because it depends on 
who's selling. But those that really need to sell it are dropping the price so they can get a buyer. See, it's just like when, you know, the Jews can boast that they own and control Hollywood with their, you know, acting like a bandy rooster with their thumb behind their suspenders and pulled out about as far as you can get and say, we control Hollywood. But if we slam Hollywood with that ID, whoo, guess what happens? We get in trouble for saying it, right? It's just like, Israel's telling everybody, you need to take care of all these immigrants. Well, Israel says, we're not taking any. <laughs> okay, I think you've got the picture of the hypocrisy. It's, it's non-ending hypocrisy, folks. It's constant non-ending hypocrisy. So let's get started because we have some more uh, information that I want to uh, go over. Um, before I do, there are some WebBot supporting documents that have a lot to do with what we're going to be going over, and I will not be able to cover it all in this or the next show. There is a reason for why we're where we're at, and if you look at some of the documents that I will be putting up, it's called the Army After Next Springtime War Game Analysis. Then there's the DARPA Army After Next Roadmap. There's the People's Liberation After Next Army. There's the RAND, RAND Documented Meeting of the Army After Next. The Army After Next, what is all of this about? It was the plan of what the Army would have to focus on starting, guess when, 2016. The plan was initiated in 1996, and the 20-year plan was by 2016, the Army was going to be focusing on internal conflict inside the United States. Why? Because they made us the bad guy. It didn't start any too soon. I mean, 96 is when they laid out the plan. Uh, you know, after they had uh, attacked uh, Randy Weaver, after they'd burnt the people in Waco, after they bombed up uh, Oklahoma City and installed their stupid terrorist organization run by the FADL and the Southern Poverty Law Center where you can go in there and punch buttons, and it's all just a list of terrorists that are defined by what is now running that group those two groups run the fusion centers that train U.S. police what to be aware of. When they're the terrorists, when the Southern Poverty Law Center is the terrorist, when the ADL is the terrorist, when they terrorize Palestinians that have lived there longer than they have, they're the terrorists. And the, those that want to resist this policy, those of you and I, which want our liberty and freedom protected and don't want this thing called homeland security and the intrusions that the central banks have brought into this country, then they knew that we would eventually rise and say, we're not going to take it anymore. And so they knew they were going to have to shift the military. Yes. No, the martial law is already here. Don't, don't go there. When are they going to call martial? They already have called martial law. So you need to get a hold of me because... 
communications are going to start getting iffy on the Internet. We're going to go over that. And I've got a communication info thing that's the first 10 pages of, of what's ended up becoming a pamphlet, which will probably end up being a book, for us to get ready to have our own communications. Plus, I've got some other information that needs to go along with that, okay, that you need to contact me for so you can get ready, get prepared, get your communications ready. Nothing happens, folks, unless you have communications. Nothing. You can't get anything done. The WebBot report, as they call it, is actually in two types. There are the very comprehensive asymmetric linguistic trend analysis intelligence reports and the IDIR. And that's what we're going to be going over today is the asymmetric, the big one. It's very large. And it's processing and predicting uh, for events between September 2015, right now, clear to the year 2019. So we're going to get started. You might make some notes. I don't know what you want to do. But there's yet another developing wave of rescue language in the reports being forecast. And it's being forecast in all the categories. And many of these rescue terminologies are described as actually being physical rescues of people from nasty weather and extreme climate conditions. And other rescues are coming from militarized humans with bent minds. Let me read it to, to you in a different way so you comprehend it. It's not the military rescuing. It's people being rescued from these bent minds of the military. That's what we're seeing coming. When's that going to come? Well, that's going to be before the end of the year. While other instances of rescues are more oriented toward rescuing my future via money, this is a deep and powerful category, folks, that has been producing this data for years, so that means What's the likelihood? Very high. So let's move into the stuff on, about the Earth category. And uh, it says we're going to be riding some shock waves, and the data is growing very rapidly and is also the very largest growing category about what we're about to see is in the Earth category. Now, usually the Earth category data in the Earth category is the slowest data growth area. But this new growth about Earth is rapidly growing fast and large. It says there's going to be new wild winds where skyscraper buildings will be severely damaged by those winds. And then they're going to have to be evacuated due to the loss of windows in these high-rises, and residents will have to leave. There will also be power outages that will hamper rescue efforts of the high-rises even. That means that will be probably in a metropolitan area where there's no power. So in the surrounding area, be expecting in a metropolitan area, no power. Now, this climate change that we're having occur, it says, is really going to cause problems 
for the propaganda machine of this thing called global warming and that propaganda machine's effort to do any kind of nefarious activity to try and cause you and me to reduce our carbon footprint. Because it is actually opposite of global warming. The data is forecasting that the southern hemisphere will have snow and ice storms this summer. Their summer. That's this summer coming up. Okay? So that's this summer. It further describes that there'll be land-altering and terraforming events and that there'll be whole sides of mountains, even rocks, washed off and will inundate valleys below where people live. And so the data is describing these new canals in flat areas being gouged from the rural areas, even affecting urban areas. And the impact is going to cause some severe issues with all kinds of stuff like infrastructure. But the impacts <laughs> will be, get this, it's a quote, four years of rain will occur in 23 hours. Let me say it again. When this kind of storm hits, four years of rain will happen in one day. It will roar down narrow to restricted streets lined with three- and four-story buildings with such a force that the buildings will be groaning against the background and the roar of water. These will show up online as videos taken by survivors of these storms, and they're coming this winter. Some, in some cases, it says cars and buses will be piled up into the streets like dams and create these lakes and cities and towns. And in several areas, these dams will have to have the military attack them to remove them from the rains pass. So I can just see them sitting back, blowing their cannons at them or something. But the data describes that one of these inner city dam removal uh, efforts by the military goes really bad when the cars and the debris are pulled loose by a tank or some kind of crane and they're pulling the cars from the bottom. It says the resi uh, residual water <clears throat> will uh, rush out, and then it will push all the equipment into an even bigger dam. This will be a huge failure. And it is uh, will apparently be on an online video that we'll get to see. So other military efforts <laughs> to help with this kind of flooding uh, are not done by this method. Whatever this method really ends up being, it's going to fail. doesn't go over well with, of course, the people. Data for the northern hemisphere this winter is describing vast levels of destruction. The winter of 2015-16, that's the one in front of us, all across North America and all of Eurasia will be remembered as the time of destruction by water. Excessive water events are cross-linked over to all kinds of categories, but one interesting category, of course, every time you even say it, space goats farts, <laughs> says that the very forecast of solar wonker behavior is connected, of course, to the excessive water, 
and extremely high altitude, very wet storms will start way up in the in the altitude, high altitude areas. And the data says that water will be carried to levels in the atmosphere that have never happened before. And these called tall storms will be a special kind of problem for humans and their stuff on the ground as then large hailstones come and fall and these hailstones will be fatal. If they hit you, they will kill you. Some of this is going to happen in the southeast USA. Mm, boy. Data describes water and quantities not imagined in that region. Falling from extraordinary heights that are so fast and so furious that they knock people to the ground and tear their flesh off. That's pretty vicious. Imagine the hail that's big enough to kill you. Wow. In the apocalyptic book of Revelations, talking about the last, starting at about the halfway point, which I've always said was mid-2016 for a variety of reasons. If you want to know, let me know. I'll send you a calendar. But that fits into the events that have been prophesied in the apocalyptic tribulation period. And I am not a millennialist, so don't get into that with me because I'll have to, re I'll have to correct you. <laughs> to the um, problems, the problems, though, that are coming, it says it suggests that uh, heavy rains and snow will occur, too, over the west, and snow going down into California will cause problems, and most of the problems for California will be involving fast, rushing floods. It will not be rains that help. The infrastructure is going to wash out bridges and multiple long months of outages of electricity and Internet communications will occur. A major underground facility for telecommunications will be washed away, filled with mud and to the point that it has to be rebuilt. Will not be. It will take down. It might, there are two kinds of those facilities, folks. There are redundancies in the telecommunications world. So if it's a major route, it will be shifted almost immediately. However, if it's a tandem office or an end office in your neighborhood, it's going to take out a large area if it's a tandem, a lesser area or neighborhood if it's an end office. But if it gets washed out with mud, you won't have phones for a long time. You might be saying, well, I've got cell phones. Well, that's what the the um, uh, hail is going to take care of. Huge hail that kills you is also going to destroy the cell towers. The data is suggesting that this is going to be, uh, it says, causing problems for telecommunication companies in all venues. And California, it says, is not alone. The data is forecasting a very nasty winter with high floods for much of all of American South the American South. It says other areas of note are the American Gulf Coast from Texas through northern Florida is where data sets are indicating rains will be monsoon-type rains, severe damage to the, intest into the industrial operations in the Gulf will stop normal activities onshore. 
These areas will also be getting storms from the wrong direction. And these storms will have the equivalent of a Gulf hurricane and will arrive in a major metropolitan area in a region in such a short time that it floods out parking garages. Parking garages, it floods and destroys strip malls, interstate highways, local roads, and destroys airports. Fires related to lightning strikes and down electrical lines will also be making news in this Gulf region all the way into 2016. Why does it say that? Because it's going to be this winter of 2016 that this happens. Coming up. The global warm weather over the next six months, it says, is going to provide um, some indications of uh, this climate change pattern and uh for the next few decades, what we're really going to get. It says cold is being forecast to be in the deeper levels uh, more than it's ever been seen in many, many years. Precipit- uh, the levels of precipitation are described as being beyond records. We won't even have records that these kind of, per- these kind of uh, rains will uh, give, give us. These disasters uh, are projected and predicted to drain the coffers of the municipalities where it happens, and they will not have the money to repair. Precipitation problems will sweep across Europe, too. The winds in Europe and storms will impact the Far East also. Uh, storms that devastate northern Europe, uh, both at sea level and in within the mountains, uh, will be by a variety of types of storms, including irregular wind patterns. Some of the data even includes Poland, northern Germany, Denmark, and Scotland. So it's not just here, but it is in the northern hemisphere that we're talking right now. Data, long or extra long seasons of growing in many different levels are going to occur. Snowstorms will start a long winter for some areas by early October, but many indications are for snow to be exceptionally early in some areas, piling up and staying with new, setting new cold records and keeping snow miserably high for a long period of time. So it's the, uns, uh, the unseen, uh, the unknowing, the unaware will someday be saying the terrible 2015. See here, some more data in the Earth category. Very late in the season, unexpected event will where much of North America, USA, will be under significant water due to ice dam breaking on rivers in the north. It's indicated to be exceptionally late in the northern hemisphere, so it could be like spring, it says, that a dam will break. Some kind of dam, ice dam, will break on a river. The data has forecasts for northern France, southern Germany, and part of what seems to be bullet storms and tightly whirling cells of storms come off the North Atlantic and cut right across France and into the Alps. These storms will cause damage to rail lines, delays in delivery schedules, refugee efforts will be impacted, local flooding of consequence will occur, schools will be shut down permanently, city governments will be sent, uh, governments will be sent home because they can't do anything, various electrical electronic outages will occur, 
And the most significant damage appears to be the saturation of a region in mountains where landslides begin to cause the loss of major roadways and entire towns, I guess, get isolated. Can't even get out. Now on to the global population. It sounds like we were talking about the global population, but the data says ongoing monetary crisis is going to continue as it marches uh, and demonstrates and many capitals will occur. So because of this monetary crisis, we're already seeing these marches, aren't we? I mean, this is getting everywhere. It's going everywhere. Large cities will feature death to banksters language with specific references to Jewish and Rothschild. Wow, you can't make this stuff up. Says it shakes the global population all the way through 2017. It just continues. Says all of our sets, all the data for governments, no matter where the geographic reference is, is pointing to uh, language involving a power crisis. Now, what kind of power crisis? Electric power? No, the problem that government is going to face is actually a crisis in the government. But guess what kind of crisis it was created from? It's a double power crisis. Electrical power outages causes a crisis for the power elite. So utilities, folks, infrastructure damage is going to be at the core of storms. And then with the credit and the economy being as bad as it is worldwide, it won't get fixed. That's the problem. Problems with keeping the lights on, <laughs> air conditioning, you know, all this kind of stuff uh, is going to be, you know, connected back over to this thing called the credit freeze, which started this week. And so this power crisis becomes a political social problem after it has become an electrical problem. Well, that makes not surprised. The credit freeze language will also be accompanied by a data talking about the evil cause of the dastardly credit freeze. And that was intended and intentionally made to happen to make paupers out of our country. That's going to happen all over the world. It says, blaming the whole financial conditions on conspiracies to bankrupt and take over includes language all the way from China as the cause for the credit freeze to many looking at the American and Western uh, societies is a problem, but it says the most altering social shift will be the failure of confidence in the paper money, which will escalate problems in the central banks. And then when things go further into the failure of confidence in banks, it quickly moves to the failure of confidence in politicians and the failure of confidence of the government. The powers that be have no mechanism, it says, or plan for coping with this failure of confidence. The powers don't know what to do about our lack of them of confidence in these banking systems. So the situations uh, will play themselves out and continue, it says, for five years. 
While this is all going on, it says diaspora and displacement over the rest of this decade, well into the 20s, will occur because of the conspiracy to bankrupt us. Surrounding the movement of large masses of refugees will be going all over the place. It says, <laughs> placing local people, uh, this will be a problem, it says. There'll be revolt, revolts, and, and so villages will surround their areas with barriers, and these people will be putting their local people at these roads to prevent huge tides of humanity from coming into their area while mass amounts of refugees fight with locals for resources, they lose the opportunity to move into that area. But this area is so devastated by these fights that the locals that were protecting their resources end up becoming free refugees and have to leave. So, while they're trying to protect their infrastructure from this infiltration of refugees, the war against them destroys their infrastructure, and they end up becoming their own refugees too. Jeez. It says specific detail uh, call, uh, talks about crowds, mobbing, and taking over cell towers and installations as warm spots for the night, causing widespread disruption of services, that means telecommunication services, even instances of mass car theft in which whole dealerships are looted. The, the vehicles will be driven away, and they will be driven as far as the gas will take them, and then they'll be left and abandoned when the tank was empty. Specific data says that small subdivisions and retail centers become battlegrounds uh, and also become temporary new villages for people to live in because they have nowhere to go. So, many breakdowns in governments throughout this internal fighting occur. There is no consensus or even dominant approach, so power vacuums develop, and that propels the political system across the areas to break down and, have, of course, don't function. The long-term data says, now this long-term data, is not, when you hear that, it's not that long-term. It says military will be involved by, by 2016. In the long-term data, it says military will be involved by 2016. Now, I don't know if you want to call that long-term. I don't call that long-term. But it says new sets are indicating that the military itself will be engaged in as, uh, and be part of the refugee story. <laughs> Currencies are either gone or will be very weak and global hyperinflation has set in in such a way that payment in currencies is meaningless, which produces unpaid military forces who then become part of the migration and diaspora, and they move 
with the rest of the people because they have no money. And so there ends up becoming marches for money as social systems crumble and food availability is unstable. Man. Continuing in the global category here, the social disorder, disorder is indicating public pressure on all social institutions which are going to escalate to a state of continued erosion and breakdown. Now, the cause for this public pressure will come down to the collapse of the fiat system, it says. The fiat money and currency in the central banks will be the core. But the breakdown, the institutional breakdown, is going to be exacerbated by immigrants and refugees. Everything's coming to a head. I can see it. I, I think you can see it, too. It says this meme is operating on several continents. This, this whole collapse of fiat money, the infiltration of immigrants to uh, not even be able to take care of them is a theme that is occurring everywhere. It's being orchestrated. If we would quit attacking countries, this wouldn't happen. What well, The damage they're creating by bombing the hell out of some countries is what runs people into our arms. But that's planned. It says the, the indigenous population view the simultaneous arrival of vast numbers of refugees and the systematic breakdown as being related to the powers that be. So finally, folks, the masses, the masses wake up. Okay, I'm going to take a break. We're going to take a, a quick break here at the top of the hour, just a little past it, and we'll come back. We're going to take off again here and do a little bit more on this category as we talk about, well, we're going to be talking about turf wars. So uh, let's, uh, let's take us a break. No one in the family will go near it. Ask someone to find something in it and you'll find a less than enthusiastic response. What is it that's in your home that causes grown men to cower and children to run for cover? Run! Food storage! That's right. Food storage shouldn't be scary. At Simply Your Food, we are the premier providers of long-term, storable, GMO, and MSG-free meats, veggies, fruit, dairy, and pantry essentials like powdered butter. We even have a gluten-free line. Food storage shouldn't be scary. Let Simply Your Food help you with your food storage needs. Go to simplyyourfood.com or call 866-251-7511 and let us take the scary out of food storage. My name is John Waterman, and I was a spy, and I was burned. When you're burned, you're pretty much on your own. No money, no credit cards, and of course, no job. Masad, welcome to the Waterman Files.
We are in this globe together, participating whether we want to or not, in the shakedown of the good guys versus the bad guys. I don't think we have to say who the good guys are. We're the good guys. We are the good guys. I'm glad you're here. This is the top of the uh, second hour, starting the second hour, and uh, you're listening to The Waterman Files, and it's September the 8th, 2015. We've been going over the Asymmetric Trend Analysis Intelligence Report, predictions about the future, the bad, bad, bad predictions. Not all of them are good. In the meantime, let's break, take a break. I want you to take a look. There has been some predictions in the WebBot about the food shortages coming very shortly over this winter, during this winter, and that there'll be people rushing into military installations, particularly underground ones, because they hear rumors of food there. So up on the website, you will see that alternating maps, one is a white and black map, those are the installations you're probably familiar with, which are supposed to be deep underground military bases that are all connected to each other. And you've probably heard the stories, of course, the reports about what's going on in those. That's where we're talking UFO backward engineering or maybe even alien uh, conspiracies occurring down there in meetings with them, et cetera, et cetera. Well, these are going to be some of the locations. I don't know which ones. It didn't say which ones were going to be attacked by people to get food, but that's the list. But I thought it was interesting that if you overlay that map on the big U.S. map there that I've got on that page, when you look at the other map that it fades into, the big U.S. map, and that map where all these underground bases are, you will see that it, they match up with some heavy, dense markings where this map is. This map was a map that was made to mark where people have gone to uh, national parks that have had people reported missing. This is several years of reports that mark locations where people literally have just gone flat missing. And I'm talking about where kids would walk behind a tree and they would never show back up and they're watching the child walk behind a tree 
And then they run over there real quick because he doesn't answer, and they're not even there. Looking for three days in that particular case, not finding him, it kept yelling and yelling, only to find that child three days later standing next to a trail, just kind of like not talking, just numb. But most of these are never recovered, missing totally people, just Vanished, many of which are not able to say it was human-to-human encounters that caused it because they can't find any signs of that kind of problem. I mean, there are things missing that shouldn't be missing. Like out of the blue, footprints just stop. But when you look at this missing map and the concentrations of areas where they've marked it for missing people... Look how the heavy concentrations kind of line up with the map about these deep underground military bases. If you know, just look at it. That's kind of a spooky thought. So, yet we are reading stuff that I think is believable. We're talking about weather problems, huge weather problems. We're talking about economic problems. Huge civilization-ending economic chaos. We have to remember that fires brought down entire empires at one time. Remember? Rome burned. So what have we got? We have these very bizarre events on top of these normal things. I call them normal in the web bot. You may not call it normal. It's really not. They're abnormal, but they are understandable by a great amount by saying, you know, it's water, it's rain, it's hail that's bigger than you've ever had. Well, we've had hail, but we've never had any that kill you that often. It can happen, but not so much that it just wipes out entire regions. And water that I've never heard of water falling so heavy and so high up in such an amount that it could rip the flesh off, but I'm I'm sure it could if it's enough water at once. Those are all bizarre, but then when you look at maps like this, then we have stuff where you've got to ask all kinds of questions. Now, you know that having listened to me, you knew I lived up in North. New Mexico, out in a mountain cabin for a while. It's beautiful, except there's no water. It's dry up there. But the mountains would rumble, and the local residents would say, that's normal. But they had these underground these underground mining things. They were going after a special, and the whole ground would rumble. Then I would have a visitor, a neighbor, come finally. I mean, you know, up in the mountains, it's quite a trip to go see somebody. But they'd show up, and they'd say, well, and they would bring it up. Well, don't be surprised if you see UFOs. They come to our, our ranch all the time, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they disappear in the mountains. Well, Come to find out, you know, Dulce, New Mexico was just around the corner from where I was. <laughs> these are the areas that uh, these people are missing in the concentra- concentrated amounts. So we have all this other 
even really bizarre stuff. Well, when you put your head around it in a different way and you learn how that could actually be true is by your faith, in your faith and understanding that the Bible is telling us that there are creatures that are physical, extremely brilliant. Maybe maybe five times the IQ of our smartest guy is, an, is normal for him. You know, like 1,200 IQ or something. They don't have to have computers to do math. They understand the physics of the universe you in universe and can manipulate it with their UFOs. And they don't break the laws of the universe because they can't. They have to work within the laws of the universe and they bend and they bend what looks like to us our laws. But it's just technology we don't understand and comprehend. So when you find out that those are what we call fallen angels and that they have been at war with the people on this planet, the Adamic race, then you can kind of say, well, this fits in the, the, the theology of the Christian belief system, and it doesn't have to rattle your life that much. You can fit it in there. It doesn't mean that you don't have a Christian faith to depend on. It doesn't mean that the society's changed. It just means you've learned what these guys where the possibility of where these guys came from. Does that mean that creation couldn't have been some other good guy somewhere? No, but hey, if you're going to have to bet, you better bet on the conservative side. The conservative side says this. If you don't know better, then don't trust. That's safer. You always want to trust. You feel compelled to trust because that's our nature. But you don't want to trust them because you don't know. And certainly if they are fallen angel material, they're here to annihilate us. That was their goal. That was their plan. That was the reason they attacked Eve in the garden. They attacked Noah in Noah's time, all the people there. They attacked Christ. Even one of the descendants of the fallen angels he was called and it's in the bible is his name was king og he was the king of bashan b-a-s-h-a-n it's an area where all the nephilim fell and came his bed was 19 and a half foot tall when he was crucified on the cross christ said the bulls of bashan surround me while he was crucified the nephilim the descendants of the fallen angels had surrounded him at the crucifixion. Now we get this really dark, eerie sense that it wasn't a group of people that were misguided, but it was actually a group of beings that had intended on murdering him that tricked the crowd into thinking that he needs to be killed murdered. Yet that same crowd <clears throat> that murdered Christ, when the you would think if you were a Jew, you would say, look what they did to my Jewish Jesus, right? You would think that's what the Jews would say. But when they came out with the compassion of Christ, that m movie about his 
his extremely brutal crucifixion. And it said the Jews murdered him or killed him. The Jews got all upset. Well, that's what churches teach, isn't it? That the Jews were the ones that killed him, and it was those guys that did blah, 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 blah. Well, as we know now today, the reason why they got upset was they don't want anybody figuring out that it wasn't actually ancient Israelites that killed him, but it was descendants of fallen angels called Nephilim that had taken on this word called Jews when they were really Khazarians, which were descendants, and people called Edomites, which was a sect or a a tribe of fallen angel descendants. And the very people that were complaining about that movie saying the Jews killed Christ, well, they knew. They didn't want to be blamed for it. The higher up you go, the, the more divine your source is going to have to be. Divinity does not mean they're always good guys. Divine bad guys can be there. <laughs> but the divinity that I'm talking about and the knowledge that you need to tap into comes from the Bible. And the information about who our enemy is is right there and how long this battle's been going on is right there. And these people have had technology way longer than we have because they've been here umpteen jillion years longer than we've even been in existence. The Adamic race is only about 6,000 years old. These guys are, you know, if they were here when the earth was formed, I'm not a guy that says the earth was formed 6,000 years ago. I'm a guy that says the Adamic race was formed 6,000 years ago. That means the planet could have been here way before that. And if they were around before the planet, then we're talking really old dudes, real experienced creatures. Actually, at this point in time, we in the Bible, we're told we Adamic race cannot, we can't, we can't fight them. We are, we are not equipped to deal with a fallen angel directly. We cannot overcome them. And we have to rely on the Father and the Son and a whole other divine belief system to intercede, which they have been doing for us. They've been doing that. There's no great big Savior that's going to come down and protect us from all these changes that are coming in the WebBot report. It's just not going to happen, folks. But there is going to be a rescue of a remnant group of people. Let me explain this. Daniel was a prophet. He was considered by, you know, the father, a good guy. He was doing the right things, doing the honorable stuff. He was a moral person. He was doing his... Um, sacrifices in the nation of Israel as he was supposed to. He was very much a prophet of God. Prophet. He did not deserve to be punished, but he was. Why? Because he belonged to a nation. He lived in a nation that didn't follow God anymore. And the nation had to be punished. 
by it wasn't had to be punished. Let me say it a different way. Because they turned their back on the Father as a nation, it opened up authority for the bad guys to take them over. In other words, since they don't have power enough to fight a fallen angel, your only protection is the Father. And if you turn the back on the Father, your protection's gone and you will be destroyed. So why would a good man, Daniel the prophet, be you know, uh, punished or, or uh, taken in or destroyed because of a nation's not doing good stuff? And we call it sin. It's rebellion. It's actually a decision to turn and say, I want to do my own thing, and God isn't going to be what I want to do, so I'm going to do my own thing. And and then God says, okay, fine, if you want to invoke your free will, I cannot help you now, because my plan protects you, your plan doesn't. (laughs) If you want to follow it, you're headed for destruction, I'm warning you right now, oh, well, we don't care, we still get to do what we want, it feels so good. And uh, so what ended up happening is that Babylon came and grabbed Israel, where <laughs> Daniel was, and hauled them off into captivity. And the next thing you know, Daniel's in Babylon. He's in Babylonian territory. He is a slave. He is behind enemy lines, in enemy territory in an area known as Babylon, which were descendants and a group of people that were run by, well, at one point, you know who the leader was, Nimrod, who was a creature called a Nephilim. He was half-fallen angel. He was a demagogue. That's how you called, that's what a demagogue is. Powerful, intelligent, and vicious. Not a good guy. But when he got hauled off into captivity, he wasn't, he was participating in what was called the national collapse, the national punishment, so to speak. The national coverture, the national protection had been removed, and so he participated in the collapse of his nation. But when they tried to attack Daniel personally, They didn't get much done. They said, you must quit praying to your God and pray to our God here in Babylon. He said, no. He'd even go over to the window and throw the shutters open and sit down in front of the windows and say, I'm praying to my God right here in front of all you. And he would do it, and they'd get mad, and guess what they'd do? They'd throw him in the lion's den, and they'd say, lions eat him up. Well, the lions would walk around, and their mouths would be shut, and nothing happened. And they couldn't figure. They'd get mad. So they tried everything except just taking a stick and ramming it through his heart. They did stuff like, you know, let's turn this and let's burn him, let's just kill him with lions, let's do this. Nothing worked. So in one sense, he participated in the nation's, uh, uh, well, I guess you could say in the nation's collapse. The nation he lived in, was collapsing because they lost their protection. So he participated with them in that. But personally, he had protection because he still sought 
the will of the Father. And at a personal level, he had protection. And here's what I'm trying to say. We've been told all kinds of things. We've been told how to protect ourselves. The Father's will is that you survive. That's why when you read about the ten virgins, they were told what to do. Get ready. And they were told. Some just said, no, I don't. I'm not going to. And so those that didn't did not get to continue to go into the celebration because their lamps weren't ready. Were they Christians? Sure. But what happened? They weren't prepared, and so they physically lost their body. They were killed physically and not participate in, and did not get to participate in the protection. That's the lesson. You can still be Christian, but if you're not obedient enough and in the fact that you're reading Scripture that's telling you to get ready, you're listening to elders of, of, of your choice that you better be hearing from them, get ready, get ready, get ready. We're in the end times, get ready. If you aren't obedient to that spirit that you know is telling you to get ready, then you will be like one of the five virgins. Virgins means you're in the body, in the church, and you will lose your body. You will not make it through. Now, there is a blessing for those that stay and make it to the end. They will get to see Christ himself come, and he will then keep them from ever having to worry again. Yes, the others will be resurrected, but I would just as soon pass that whole problem. You know, I would rather make my God, make my Savior happy that I listen to his word that told me to get ready. Now, that's in the word. I go into the WebBot stuff because it matches so well with what Scripture says is coming to us. And I think there's a lot of identity and a, a lot of veracity in the reports in a way that somehow, because of our upbringings, maybe our biases against religion and stuff, that I can't get conveyed when I talk Scripture. Now, I haven't gone into the end times as much probably recently as I should, but I will. So what, am I, what I am saying is that the Father wants you to physically prepare. <laughs> when these virgins prepared for this dinner, this uh, feast with, the, with uh, Christ, they didn't prepare the meal. They didn't prepare the chairs. They didn't set the table. Apparently, well, I don't think so. All they did was prepare their lamps, part of it. And the story means this. Do what you're told and let the Father worry about the rest. Do what you can. Let the Father do the rest. So have comfort in knowing that you can prepare it will please the Father, and the Father will have mercy on us when 
what we did wasn't enough, he will take over. That doesn't mean, oh, God's going to take care of me, so uh, uh, I'll just get a little bit and let him take over. No, no. This is about making him happy to do as much as you can because maybe maybe you need to prepare for not just your selfish little self. Maybe you need to prepare for other people too. And maybe when you do that, other people will see it and repent and you've just won a soul to the good side. And they will be humbled that would be great. We can all celebrate. And our party will be bigger, won't it? <laughs> I don't know how I got into all this, but we're going to continue now with the uh, WebBot report, uh, this Alta, Alta September report. The data is showing that turf wars will begin over the planet at levels that the powers that be or officialdom had not actually in anticipated it says hmm so the data is suggesting that the powers that be will react poorly they will be surprised when public demonstrations against immigration occur then the officials who did not anticipate this social engineering uh, being a lift to the populace the actions of the powers to be will bring out protests which is already happening, <laughs> and will not succeed in altering the powers to be, but, in other words, the powers that be are going to still cause the immigration, but it will succeed in hugely bringing together a majority of people in their understanding of their own political power by just the sheer number of people that are there. In other words, they will wake up and say, Look how many there is of us. We can do something. So it says, the data says, political protest and social drama at scales never before seen are going to cripple the agenda of governments all across the Western world. We won't necessarily win this immigration deal, but it's going to cripple them. Actually, folks, in the long run, the WebBot is, is actually predicting the failure and collapse of government. And they, they, that's when they're going to go into those dumb waiters. Those, <laughs> I call them waiters. You know, you have to go down an elevator. Well, anyway, <laughs> the reason why... Um, is because the war against the white Anglo-Saxon races woke woke up. People are woke up now. And they're saying, look, we have a right to be a, a race and a nation and a people just like anybody else. Quit throwing other kinds of races in our in our neighborhoods. We don't we don't do that to them. We don't throw white people in their neighborhoods. Quit doing it to us. Let people just choose to be living in neighborhoods that they want to be in. Well, curiously, the issue of immigration, get this, in the web bot it says it's only a northern hemisphere issue. Well, how about that? That's the great Anglo-Saxon beltway. 
says the debt system collapse will, will lead to a reverse migration of schooled young people from the northern hemisphere that will head south, and they will be welcomed. Why? Because they bring talent. Do you see people that are immigrants coming from other nations bringing talent and answers like free energy? Hey, we know how to heal you. That's going to give you a boom to your health. No, they're sucking us. They're just sucking. They haven't accomplished anything in their nations. They won't die to fight for freedom in their nation, but they expect us to take care of them. When we got free, we had to fight. We had to die in order to have liberty and freedom. But you don't see them fighting against that kind of problem. Well, basically, it's because Babylon's the one that's attacking. They don't have a, they don't have a ghost of a chance. So here's the, the most oxymoronic idea in the whole world. It's us, the American country, that's attacking their country, so they become immigrants of ours. Now, does that make sense? that we attack a country, and then those immigrants become our refugees. I got a better idea. Just don't attack them in the first place. <laughs> Just leave them be. Says linguist, but you know, the reason why is that's not the plan. They've got to get them over here somehow. Says uh, linguistics include general descriptions of draining, straining, riding, blaming, failing, fleeing, and destroying the old political landscape in all Western regions, the EU, Australia, USA, and Canada. Now, in the Mideast, there is a strategic blunder in, the, in here. It's being called the strategic blunder by the House of Saud when it does a massive invasion of Yemen, and then the revenge of people rise up both in in Yemen and the people of Saudi Arabia rise up and they have a blowback from this invasion that brings the battle back to the Saudi's doorstep. And then there will be royal assassinations, and I'm assuming of Assad's, uh, of, of Saudi Arabia people, the, the Saud family. Royal assassinations will be publicly videoed as well as fleeing royals that are set upon by mobs while they try to board airplanes attempting to leave. And the, and the data includes major destruction of the infrastructure during this fighting, including oil terminals and major shipping ports, and several ships will be deliberately sunk out there in the Persian Gulf as part of a response to the invasion of Yemen. And the ships are sunk to create a bottleneck that will cause a trap to be formed for the sod military forces. And lots of data for captured royals and beheadings and torture appear in the report. British royals will step in and become involved because the data says they seem to indicate that the British royals will extend or expend some serious effort to try and negotiate the release of some of these Saudi royals. That is not going to go over, apparently. So the data is filling up for some global phenomena to emerge this winter, 2015 of 2016, this winter. It's going to continue through 2016, and the theme of this is personal revenge against bankers. That all of this, even the Yemen stuff, has got to do with money. It says the data talks about murders of bankers, 
in revenge for personal problems caused by them and mob violence against the bankers. The detail says that at least one royal will be caught within this bankster vehicle airplane. It is mobbed, and then it is destroyed. And the data says there will be a press conference, and a royal spokesperson will be heard. There will be a mic accidentally left open, and it will be heard to say by the royals that were alive, of course, Here's what they'll say, and they get caught, and it goes over a live mic. Who cares about scum bankers? A royal was involved in this problem. In other words, the people attacked because of the bankers, and it caused a royal to die, and the royals were saying, who gives a rip about the bankers? We're royal. Well, it says here the royals of the the planet are targeted, but... The problem with this statement is the bankers don't take it very well. So the destruction of the past theme, this support, um, has been coming for about eight years, and we're now upon it. Now, there is also some more support that's been coming for years, talking about the breakdown of religious organizations, including the Vatican operations, and as you know, The Pope is coming this month to Philadelphia, which was got a lot of connections to a lot of dates and special, all kinds of blood moon stuff and all kinds of stuff, okay? Uh, And there's a great deal of data, including that uh, failing churches across America will, will occur after an upcoming and pending scandal. And it says this scandal is going to ensnare so many pew warmers in legal paperwork that the church attendance in regions across America fall off dramatically. Economic woes globally have little significant impact on, excuse me, back up. Economic woes globally have a very significant impact on religious organizations and all organized charities, including from that the fact that there's going to be wholesale abandonment of churches. Some of the data in this category show entire regions leaving religion due to diaspora and migration out of the areas because the towns just empty out and they're just gone. The the collapse of the religious uh, edifices that were there, they're no longer there, so they're gone. There's no church. So these emptying of towns from both the credit freeze, massive layoffs, the collapse in mortgage rates, the real estate market, which we've just been talking about in the news, other data talking about, uh, you know, this uh, weather thing and the collapse of the real estate market has a huge impact on our social structure and religious institutions in America. And that's coming. Now we're just talking right around the corner, a few months. Says other data is that an oil supply crisis is going to hit America. And now we've opened up exportation of our domestic oil. That's crazy, huh? Now this is linked, it says, to events that are going to be occurring in 2016 as well as 2017, where there's going to be earth-changing tremors, weather patterns, as well as the credit freeze, 
These are all going to manifest together at the same time, and data is showing, uh, increasingly showing that the oil industry is reduced because of it, and it will be reduced past the point of ability to, make, to meet demand just at a point in time when major, there's a major push to have alternative energies like electrics. But new developments in electrical energy will come, and those are forecast to uh, start, although quite a ways down the road, in 2018 and on into the 20s. And uh, so the interesting thing about it is the data says a huge political upset within the Italian power structure comes when an Italian scientist pops up with a surprising discovery about crystals. This is new data talking about large ratios of short-term data in this report, folks, is talking about the likelihood of some kind of manifestation of these. There's some kind of new application for some crystals, and they apparently are going to help with energy. Now, I'm anticipating solar applications, okay? I don't know what it means, but I think that's what it means. But that's down the road. <clears throat> Let's go to some of these countries. We talked about Italy. Here's France. Through September and into mid-October, uh, the new data is saying that French banking system will encounter a point of stress leading to dysfunction Oops, and failure. Impact will be significant. It will include the taking of their pensions. And it's also being forecast for late winter but most probably it says late February or early March where there is going to be repeated calls by the people to tear down the banks. Wow. Due to the failure of many private and public pension funds by then, an alternative uh, idea or thought would be that it would have to be the euro with itself is, is falling. So it could be the French government, but it also could be the euro in France. This also causes problems for a lot of people in France that are on prescription psychological drugs. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, sometimes I wonder if they're actually needed or not. You know, is it worse to have them or is it worse not to have them? I mean, there's plenty of crazy people out there that need help. The data is suggesting that specific kinds uh, will be will have been off the market for uh, several months by spring. In other words, several kinds of drugs will not be available by spring. So this is coming this winter. Now let's get in specifics here. Some more more specific stuff. I've got about ten minutes to cover the U.S. population. This is going to concern a lot of us, and it gets into some fairly interesting uh, material. It says, there's considerable growth in some of this data how the credit freeze is going to severely impact us in America. Now, here's one of them. It's forecasting continued outages for electronic payment systems. It will be affecting... <laughs> large segments of either the population and business uh, economies. 
It's forecasting that the EBT outages, that's these uh, welfare cards, will continue to rise exponentially where entire regions of the Western world, us here in America specifically, are going to fail. So welfare is going to come to a screeching halt. And then it says similar systems are going to occur for SWIFT and for the postal system. And there will be delivery failure. So you can't.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.